Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to geico.com or contact your local agent today. So I was watching the X-Zone TV channel last night when I was abducted by aliens, and they kept repeating to me over and over again, simultv.com, simultv.com. What's simultv.com? That's what I asked them. They had it written on the side of their UFO. How do you spell that? UFO. No, I mean simultv.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Right. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. Interesting that you were abducted by aliens in a simultv.com UFO last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now that you mention it, I remember now last night, I was awakened from a deep sleep. My great-grandmother was standing there. She said she'd come from the hereafter to tell me about simultv.com. She even spelled it out for me. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com. S-I-M-U-L-T-V.com, sonny boy. Wow. Yeah. Guys, you'll never guess what my psychic guru just told me. SIMULTV.com. Exactly. Are you guys psychic too? Of course. We all know about SIMULTV.com. SIMULTV.com. Welcome to Mission Evolution Radio Show with Gwilda Wiaka bringing together today's leading experts to uncover ever-deepening spiritual truths and the latest scientific developments in support of the evolution of humankind. For more information on Mission Evolution Radio with Gwilda Wiaka, visit www.missionevolution.org. And now, here's the host of Mission Evolution, Miss Gwilda Wiaka. Hello, dear friends, and welcome back to Mission Evolution Radio Show, where we share the latest information and leading-edge thoughts to support the path to unity and enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring freedom to live your dreams. Freedom is an interesting concept. It would appear we're rarely able to do as we please just for the sake of doing it. We feel restricted by everything from governments and taxes to the expectation of others, family responsibilities, and the demands of our jobs. While we think we're bound by external circumstance, this is an illusion. The true shackles come from within. We are our own jailers. How can we free ourselves from the wardens within? What will it take to see through the illusion? What holds the illusion in place and who does it serve? How can we make peace with ourselves and therefore life itself? Our guest this hour, Draven James, is an inspirational speaker and author of Freedom is Your Birthright, She's the founder of Everyday Peace, a platform to help inspire others to build the life of their dreams. Using her successful pharmacist skills, she brings light into others' lives by sharing her Everyday Peace message. Her website, drdravenjames.com. That's drdravenjames.com. Draven, thanks so much for joining us on Mission Evolution. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. Uh, what's your doctorate in? Pharmacy. I have a doctorate degree in pharmacy. And where'd you study? Creighton University. Nice place. Nice place. It is. Yeah. When did you become interested in helping others to build the life of their dreams? Wow. For as long as I can remember, I've always been a giver, wanting to give something to people. And very early on, my brother, I was 17 years old, getting ready to turn 18, getting ready to go off to college. And my brother gave me a book by Norman Vincent Peale, The Power of Positive Thinking. And that book changed my life. I had never heard of the term motivational speaking, but I knew that I was on the right pathway. I was going to be giving in my chosen profession, but I wasn't giving in the way that most excited me. I wanted to do something that touched people from the inside out and help them to develop the life of their dreams. So way back then, seven, eight, eight, seventeen. 17. <laughs> <laughs> so how do pharmacist skills apply to being an inspirational speaker and teacher? Well, if one thing I can tell Tell everybody, you can get wherever you're going from wherever you are, right where you are. So I took the long way around, right? I went to pharmacy school. I studied pharmacy and drugs and disease states, and it was a form of giving. It was a form of giving, not really where I wanted to be organically, 
But that discipline and that form of study helped me to interact with people in some of their most vulnerable states when they're talking about health and the loss of health. And it helped me to see people from that place of desperateness trying to hold on so dearly. So it's not as foreign as one would believe really getting in from that aspect with people and starting to mix with them on that level and helping them to feel good about themselves and feel their way and to believe their way into health with modern therapies and sometimes without. So what had you focusing on freedom? Oh, Goodness gracious. I, I, you know, I say, if you believe in past lives, who knows where I was in a past life, but it's always been an interest to me on how we make decisions, even from a small child. Like I remember saying, you know, what is the price of freedom? How do you get freedom? And um, I just started looking at how we make our decisions as a people on this earth. You know, no one would voluntarily give up freedom. You know, we wouldn't want someone to come to us one day and say, you have to do this and you have to do that. But unconsciously, we give away our freedom all day long. We just succumb to things without thought, without realizing what we're giving up in exchange for something that has no real value. And that really interests me. Those decisions really interest me in my own life, in my own journey. And I watch it play out in other people's journey. And I knew that if we really understood that we are free, fundamentally free, to define everything, our whole journey would be different. So as you're teaching and speaking on freedom, you're, you're speaking from your own personal experience rather than any formal training on the subject? Yes, indeed. And also from years of studying, you know, at the feet of masters via books and, you know, seminars and things of that nature. Who were your favorite authors? I have to say probably Neville Goddard and, uh, Florence Schofield Shin. Mm-hmm. So would you mind defining freedom in the way we'll be, de- we'll be addressing it today? Today we'll be focusing on internal freedom, internal freedom, the freedom to define for oneself. Quite different from external freedom. You know, we talk about external freedoms and I think way back when I began my journey, I really didn't, you know, at age 17, wasn't able to make the distinction between an internal freedom and an external freedom. I just saw everything was so, you know, controlled by politics or, you know, so many demands and life was so regimented. And of course, we do have external um, handicaps or rules and regulations, not necessarily handicaps, I guess, depending on how you look at it and where you stand. But we have those things, politics, and those things are in place. But more important than that, more important than that, is this internal freedom, this freedom as I like to look at it, the same freedom that Adam had in the Garden of Eden to name everything. Something was set in front of him and just name that. What's that going to be? Name that. What's that going to mean? You know, that's where I'm, that's where we're going to be focusing on today, that internal freedom to name it for ourselves and to create from the inside. We know we've talked about what blocks us from, you know, an external freedom and some of the things, the rules, the mores of this, that are very necessary for order and, and, and actually ultimate freedom if, if we're not going to impose on each other. But what stands be us, between us and internal freedom? Ooh, that's the million dollar question. Why don't we make the decision to be internally free? Probably a, a lot different for each of us, but at the core of it is fear. It's fear. If we step out of the norm, if we do the unexpected, if we don't follow what we believe the masses are doing, where will we be? Who will we be? And who will be there to love us? Fear. So so we're blocking ourselves. We're blocking ourselves. What... <sighs> Where does this fear come from? Oh, everywhere. From the moment you wake up in the morning, we're inundated with fear. From the If you wake up, many of us do to an alarm clock, it sets it in motion for the beginning of the day. You hop out of bed and it's already giving you the traffic report, what's going wrong with the weather, what happened in politics, what, what bombs went off in this part of the world. It is ingrained in everything that we do. You listen to the commercials all day long. Um, is your stomach hurting? Have you had, do you have hair loss? This could mean 
fear is embedded in us. It is embedded in us. And the sugar content that we take in that increases our anxiety level, it's everywhere. We really have to intentionally work if we're going to put this emotion, this very strong pull in place, harness it, tame it. What do you think, is there a purpose, a purposeful perpetration of fear on the masses? You mean, is, does, does fear have purpose? Or is uh, fear no, being... No, is someone purposely causing putting, this, all this fear? You know, may, oh, that's, you know, it's so interesting. I get that question from people a lot. And because I, I approach life from a standpoint of never looking for blame, but always accepting solution, I can't say necessarily that it's intentional because it affects us all. If it ever, if it did have its root in intention, boy, it's grown like wildflowers and we can't find the, 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 the beginning of the thread anymore, right? So maybe, I don't know, in the very beginning of this fear epidemic, maybe there was somebody sitting back and saying, let me just throw a little fear in this garden. That I can't say for sure, but I know that it has grown like wildflowers and you know, a fire in a forest. And if we're going to get control of it, it's going to be one mind at a time, one consciousness at a time, one home at a time. That's how so achieve, take achieving freedom would indicate that we're not already free. What separates us from our personal freedom at this point outside of fear? Uh, just our resistance to change because it's so, you know, it's like being in a warm bath. You get in there and you get lazy, right? It's not hot. It's, it's lukewarm. It's not hot. It's not particularly cold, but you can deal with it. And this the status quo. And that's how we kind of move along in this robotic. It's like a sci-fi movie almost if you close your eyes and just really listen and, and at the pulse of things. So the thing that makes you jump off of the sci-fi train, this moving, you know, at this sort of easy pace is this internal desire to say, you know what? I hear this voice in me. There's more. There could be more. I could live outside of this state of fear, whatever that looks like for you, because we're all individuals. Your idea of your your life, the life that you want to create will look much different than the person next door. But does, doesn't street. that require recognizing we're in fear in the first place? I kind of think a lot of people don't even know they're in fear. They don't. It, it abso- it's like talking to a teenager sometime, you know, and, and you listen to the, you know, the the way they're running their life and they like, you have no idea where this road is going to take you, do you? And they, and we don't, we don't, because if you look next to the woman next door, the guy in the car, everybody's on the same roads. So it, it seems. And it's normal. a wild ride. We're going to have to pick <laughs> up with the wild ride on the other but, time of, side of a commercial break. Draven and I will return shortly. So don't go away. You're listening to the mission evolution radio show coming to you on the Exxon broadcast network, www.xzbn.net. It's hard to listen to the news without realizing we're living in volatile, unprecedented times. Yet never has there been such an opportunity to transform the human condition. As old structures fail, where can we find the guidance to co-create a better way? Find Your Path Home is an ever-evolving, leading-edge information, education, and healing resource center designed to support and guide you on your path to unity and enlightenment. Based on sound principles employed by Shaman Worldwide, we provide techniques that can support you through the current transitions, offering online shamanic classes, international long-distance shamanic healing sessions, complimentary Mission Evolution radio episodes and Stairway to Heaven TV vignettes, seminars, retreats, and much more. All of this can be found on findyourpathhome.com. Whether you're a skeptic or a believer, join me, Rob McConnell, as together we'll investigate the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology here on the Exxon Radio TV show on XZBN and the Exxon TV channel on Simul TV. Since 1990, the Exxon Radio TV show has been the place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. 
Together, we'll investigate UFOs, aliens, ghosts, Bigfoot, psychic phenomenon, lake monsters, conspiracy theories, government cover-ups, the truth embargo, alien abductions, ESP, haunted locations from around the world, and so much more. With over 28 years of broadcasting and more than 4,500 individual guests, The X-Zone is truly a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality, as evidenced by the credibility, integrity, and professionalism of the guests that we bring to our international audience. If you have seen a UFO, had a close encounter, seen a ghost, Bigfoot, lake monster, or a story that you would like to share or have investigated, contact me, Rob McConnell, by sending me your email to xzone at xzoneradiotv.com or you can call toll-free 1-800-610-7035, extension 143, and on Skype, Exxon Radio TV. For more information on the Exxon Radio TV show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, visit www.exxoneradiotv.com or www.exxonetvchannel.com or simultv.com and xzbn.net. Until next we meet here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center and studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Always remember X-Zone Nation, keep your eyes to the sky and your heart in the light. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. To stay abreast of all the wonderful information and tools we have to offer, visit our website, missionevolution.org. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is Dr. Draven James. Her website, drdravenjames.com. Draven, we were talking about the wild ride we're on and how um, you know people have to start recognizing first that they're in fear before they can step out of it. Would you mind continuing with that subject? Right. Yeah. So we got to first realize that and we hear that calling, that small voice. We know, we know, you know, inside of you that there's something more, whatever that more is for you. There's no judgment, no condemnation, no shame or blame. But you know for yourself, if you're not living the life of your dreams and this is your life, it's not a dress rehearsal. It's not a dress rehearsal. And Sometimes we make these decisions, well, for the children, we're not, you know, we're not going to stretch out and be who we want to be for the marriage, for whatever reason. And if we're truly honest with ourselves, when we get down to the bare bones of it, there is that little sneaky emotion, fear, sitting right there, preventing us from finding a way to live out the life of our dreams. Again, most people don't even know they're not living out the life of their dreams. What's the first indication a person can have that that's the case? Well, if we're taking it from a health perspective, when you start having imbalance in the body, imbalance in the body, the number one thing that I used to see when I did lecturing about was insomnia. Number one problem people have, insomnia. You're not able to sleep at night. What's on your mind? Why aren't you, why aren't you sleeping at night? And of course, there's all, there could be some uh, things going on with magnesium levels, all of that stuff. But at the root of things, usually there is something unsettling, some stress somewhere. When you unpack that stress, code for fear, somewhere in there, there's some fear, fear of being able to not let go of this career choice that's stressing you, not let, not let go of this home or these things that you have that where the, the income is not meeting the need. Not letting go. Fear. These are all fear symptoms that we have. And number one symptom is stress. Number one symptom. So we're, we've been talking about fear, but what role does guilt and shame play in our investment in seeing ourselves as not free, but rather subject to the system? Guilt and shame drive so many different things and how we view ourselves, viewing ourselves through the eyes of other people. If I let this marriage go, gosh, how 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 what my church gonna feel about me? How's it gonna look in my family? If I let this job go, the guilt of not living up to someone else's expectations of you, trying to appear appear perfect to imperfect people. Amazing. And we do it all of the time and we don't recognize it. it. 
I'm making this decision because I'm fearful of what your view of me is going to be. I'm not being truthful to my goals because I'm fearful of how you're going to feel if you find out I feel this way about that. Or I feel this, or I want to, I want to step out of society entirely. I want to divorce myself from this type of segment and go live somewhere in yoga and do, people are fearful of that. They don't know what's on the other side. Will I still be loved if I make these decisions? Will I still be relevant? Where where does the guilt and shame come from that has us so afraid to move? I think uh, the desire of not knowing and loving oneself. Not being not being there for ourselves for so long, not showing up for self, and we don't even realize it. We know more about the person on the television than we know about ourselves. That's a scary thought, isn't it? Because they're actors. Absolutely, it's a scary. It's a scary. They're actors, and we know more about them than we know about ourselves. Our triggers and what makes us truly happy in that space. We're so busy just consuming. So you see an image of me. So we're staggering through life as actors rather than our true nature. Absolutely. And we're not even acting in our truth. How about that? We're acting out the role that you gave me. Somebody else cast me in. It's my life, but you've cast me and given me a secondary role. But aren't those secondary roles dictated by our patterns, our damage, our conditioning? They are. And the not dealing with those things. You're absolutely right. The suppression or how we've chosen to let past hurts continue to hurt us, continue to enslave us. Why are so why are so many of us apparently invested in our own victimhood? Oh, it's that's an interesting concept. Why are we so invested in retelling the story from the point of the victim? Instead of retelling the story, it's your story, why shouldn't you tell it? But from the point of the victor. There's a strange sense of satisfaction that we get. And maybe it's the need. I, I'm not really sure where this goes, but maybe it is the need to feel connected some kind of way with people. So this vulnerability. So if we if we feel and look a, a little bit like a victim, then maybe you won't be so harsh on us. Maybe you won't, you know, there it is again. Ego is always trying to escape being blamed for something. I don't have to be I don't have to be responsible for where what's happened to my life because look at me. Look at these horrible things that have happened. And this is why I am here. So it's basically a cop out and that very cop out prevents us from being empowered. Yeah, it's, it robs us of our life. It robs us of the true beauty of this journey. How much do you think that the uh, dogmatic uh, religions that you know perpetrate guilt for control have had to do with this state of affairs? Oh, isn't that terrible? Yeah, um, anything that makes us feel small, makes us feel small, it's not serving us. It's not serving us. Anything that makes us feel small and insignificant and dirty and ashamed and it goes back to that trying to appear perfect to an imperfect people. Where did that come from? I mean, you know, we're all in process. Everything's in process. You know, I sit here and I can look out the window. In fact, I'm looking out the window right now at a little red fox. And she's sitting underneath the tree uh, in the shade looking back at me. I don't think she sees me in here. But she's totally unashamed, unafraid. She comes up and she ra- raids my bird feeder. Now, what keeps me from being like that? I mean, I can't even tell how old she is. She's so pretty. And yet I look in the mirror and I go, oh. Oh, I know. Don't we do that to ourselves? Can you imagine? Would you ever look at a child, look at a child and point out all their flaws right away? Never. Never. Not a healthy mind wouldn't do that. But we look at ourselves. We go past the mirror. Oh, I'm getting thick around the middle. Oh, my gosh. Look at my hair. We do that. We do that to ourselves and we forget to love on ourselves. We, because somewhere we believed, we believed this, that we have to fight for everything instead of getting into the flow. And before you know, if you have to fight for everything, we start fighting ourselves. You know, we're fighting against this uh, candidate. We're fighting against this stance. We're fighting against that. And before you know it, that fighter energy, we're fighting against ourselves. We're fighting against aging. Why? Aging only is a symbol of, of the love of life and your longevity on this planet. 
but we fight against it. Well, doesn't it go back into the programming? You know, if, if we're, as long as we're polarized, feeling in, we're in lack, we're consumers. Looking oh. for the next thing is going to make us better. Oh, my goodness. You're absolutely right. So we have a consumer. So somebody profits from it, right? Somebody profits from our feeling of lack. But we don't prosper from it. And at any point, and we're free, at any point, we're free to take a stance. And it's okay to want to look better, want to feel better. But can we do that from saying, I, I honor myself right where I am today? Stick around the middle, thinning gray hair, whatever the story is. I honor myself. I like to be a little thinner around the middle, so maybe I'll work out at the gym. But I honor myself right where I am. And some kind of way we believe that we can't do both. We've got to be totally dissatisfied with ourselves instead of honoring ourselves through the change. Yeah, when it freezes us in place and takes away our life. It's an amazing yeah. thing, isn't it? It, it yeah. is amazing. Yeah. So um, we have just a little bit of time left in this segment, but when we pick up on the next one, I want to go into a topic that's very interesting, and that's the freedom within chains. Um, I've done a lot of studies with different ones that have been uh, like prisoners of war, and some of them thrived, not thrived, but certainly survived quite nicely, while others went down very quickly. And there was mm. one major difference, and that was not being trapped in your physical body. Have you heard of that? I have. To a certain degree, maybe not exactly what you're talking about, but I, I mentioned in the book that I have a relative who spent a long time in prison and, and that hardship and having how you come through that. People come through it different ways. You have to be free internally, even while the body is still very much unfree. And isn't that the key to to life is age and aging and growing old. And, you know, a couple of years ago, I had a devastating fall and I can no longer backpack out by myself into the wilderness like I did every summer, most of my life. But I can still go to where I've been in spirit. And isn't that the key? That is the key. Even as you say that, it makes me feel so light and airy inside just to hear another voice say that. That is the key. If we can go to that place, are we engaging our imagination and our creativity? Oh, we're supposed to. That's how you do this life 100% right. Engaging our imagination and our creativity. That's the difference between a life and a journey where you smile at the end of it and one where you go with it, with your you know, fist still clenched. You have not engaged creativity and imagination and yet we're all conditioned not to yeah yeah that's a sad thing well it looks like it's time for another quick pause Drayvon and I will return to our discussion on the other side of this commercial break so you stay right there this is the Mission Evolution Radio Show and we're proudly coming to you on the Exxon Broadcast Network www.xzbn.net you can always email me at info at missionevolution.org love to hear from you They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologist, 
Facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. Welcome back. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show, missionevolution.org, bringing leading information supporting the path to enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. We're speaking with Dr. Draven James. Her website, drdravenjames.com. So, so far, we've been talking about things that, you know, pretty much everybody talks out talks about out there. Um, what is what you're offering different? Oh, it's all the same. And, and, and this is, you know, what a thing that I struggle with. Spent 28 years practicing pharmacy and really uh, not putting my voice out there as an inspirational speaker as much as I wanted to. I was partnering with it with my pharmacy um, profession. And I asked myself that question. I said, well, why would your voice be so significant? It's the same. And I realized something. Having grown up uh, in, in, a ho- in a household where I studied in a Pentecostal church on Sunday and studied in the New Thought Church on Saturday for all of my life, the message was the same. Every book that I read, the message was the same. The same message. But these are from your perspective. What makes it right for everybody else that you're teaching? You know, in there, in there, it is right for everyone. Well, how can you say that? To say this, to experience life at the highest level that they choose to experience it at. That's right for everyone. That's right for everybody. And if you're not there, if you're not there and you want to be there, then it's right for you. And if, you, if you're not there and you're okay with that, see, there are only certain ears that are gonna hear a message. When the teacher is ready, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, that's true in everybody's life. In every for whatever level that they're on, there's no pushing and pulling someone to go to the next level. When you're ready to experience the next level, whatever that is for you or for the next person, they'll go and they'll so what, listen. What makes you think you have the next level? Um, what, where does trust another person's path stand in here? This is your path. It is my path indeed, and my mission in life is not to force anything on anybody, but to be available as a vessel that if people want to hear, if they if, if it resonates with them. No pressure. It's here. It's cafeteria style. Pick up what you feel you need. Leave what you feel that you don't need or don't agree with. There's never, and, and I myself would only be attracted to a message that was that free to say, you know what, here's what I know. Here's what I know. And perhaps Perhaps there'll be something in here that will speak to you. It's available for you to pick up or to leave there. No pressure because you're free. Freedom is your birthright. You can, re- you can leave it there or you can pick it up. If you find it useful, take it with you. Try it out for a little while. Give it to somebody else. There's you no know, often, often the path to freedom seems to involve engaging in power struggles with those around us that are invested in not changing. How can you suggest working with that? And, and, and just as I, as I said, when you are ready to change, because life is dynamic, nothing stays the same. Even, you know, there's energy is always moving, right? So the if you're struggling, that this whole concept of struggling, even the word struggle, it, it causes tension. If we're really paying attention to our bodies, we tense up, right? So you read, you move on and you, you embrace letting go and just giving. 
And when you give something, you don't worry that someone else doesn't want it. If they don't want it, they leave it there. The next person comes along. If they decide to pick it up and listen and it resonates with them, there's really in this in this way of thinking, way of being, there really is no power struggle in truth, in the truth of it. When it's all about giving what you have to give and no ego, it's really hard to put ego in its place because it's necessary on some levels. But when we're talking about giving a truth that has been true for you and allowing, just allowing someone to say, you know what, that resonates with me or it doesn't. And that's okay. That's absolutely okay. I wasn't speaking so much about uh, trying to have you know, a power struggle to try to get somebody else to see your way. But rather, a power struggle is, is when we start to change. The people around us, oftentimes, they're very invested in the status quo and try to prevent that. How do you handle that? Oh, yeah. When you, when you change organically, everything around you changes. And people don't see you the same. And, and we have to realize that in every life, there will be an ebb and flow. People come sometime forever to stay forever. And then there are people who come and they're just there for a season. They're there for you to learn something from them. You learn, or they learn something from you and they'll move on. And you, we have to be willing to allow that, to allow that even in the most intimate relationships. You know, my own story was when I, when I decided to really embrace this part of my life, I've been married for 23 years and my marriage was in turmoil. And I realized that for me to remain the same, would be for me to be rejecting my truth. And I was willing to say, you know, I'm going to embrace this part of my life. And as much as I love being a wife and being a mother, and when I'm true to myself, what's for me at this journey will remain. I'm happy to say I'm still married, still, you know, still still a wife and a mother, but being true to myself became a priority. And the relationships around me organically changed and grew and developed, and they're still doing that. You speak of leaning into conflict. What do you mean by that? Leaning into conflict, not leaning into conflict means not living your life, not living your life, trying to be a people pleaser, trying to avoid listening to what somebody's someone's opposing view is, and not resisting, clamming up and resisting and preparing for a fight. Leaning into conflict means getting in there, finding out, accepting what what you're feeling in that moment, accepting what the other person is feeling in that moment, being truthful to that, and then being truthful to say, hey, these are the emotions that I'm feeling here. Most of it is is always fear-based, always fear-based. I fear that I'm gonna have something that's gonna be taken from me. But understanding and getting to really know what the other person's emotions are in there. And then being willing to establish some type of compromise to say, here's where we're going to be made whole. Or sometimes we're not going to be made whole. We're going to, we're going to make the decision. We're going to make the decision to part ways in peace. Because that sometimes that is the ultimate thing that you can do with, co- with conflict. But leaning in means getting in there and really dealing with what you're feeling and allowing the other person to deal in love with what they're feeling as well. So... Where does holding grudges and bitterness play in here? Because, you know, if we go into conflict um, and we're still dancing with fear and right or wrong and polarization, we have to make the other guy wrong if it doesn't work out for us, don't we? Oh, isn't that what we do? We, we, someone's got to be wrong for me to be right. And what, what is what, what profit? I would say, and where is the prize at the end of that? Where is the prize at the end of that? There isn't. If you just want to be right. For, for a moment, because the world's changing, the views that we had 25, 30 years ago are different. The world's changing. So the ultimate goal is to be heard. Everybody wants to be heard. So if we can extend just that courtesy of, you know, a simple phrase, I hear you, I understand. I hear you and I understand. Doesn't mean that I agree, but I hear you and I understand. But how many of us really do? I don't think we even hear and understand ourselves half the time. You are so right. We don't take the time. We're so busy just trying to get our viewpoints right. You know, I just want to be right. Like you said earlier, just want to be right. And at the end of the day, one of my dearest friends still struggles. We've been friends since we were 18. She still struggles with that, just wants to be right. And at the end of the conversation, I always say to her, and what did you win? What did you win? You walk away, that person will, you know, 
can't, no one cares how much you know until they know how much you care. How That's much the, of it is that, is that just, uh, again, conditioning that you have to be right in order not to be wrong? Yeah, absolutely. How about you have to care? First about yourself, you're so important because we, we think about caring. We think about, again, just giving, 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 and no one giving to you. So you got to care about yourself and know that your, your views matter. They matter. They matter to you, and that makes them important. And well, when you let's, feel that way, let's go back to bitterness a little bit because <laughs> it seems to be a nice topic. It's all well and good to want to let go of bitterness, but sometimes it just keeps coming back to haunt us. What can a person do? What are some skills that we can do to get beyond that? The first skill, and oh boy, can, uh, let me just tell you, you, you haven't been bitter till you've been in a marriage and it's not where you want it to be, <laughs> right? You got some bitterness in there. And the first thing you got to do is you got you to honor that. You got to honor it. You, you can't clam up against it and, and reject it because it just comes back stronger. You got to honor that. I'm bitter right now because, and play it out. This hurts. Be honest with the emotion because there's an emotion behind being bitter. Right. It's really I'm hurt. I'm hurt. How could this happen? Be honest with that. Sit with that for a minute. Sit with that. Honor that emotion in yourself and then go straight from there to gratitude. I'm grateful that I can be honest with it about this with myself. If nobody else, I'm grateful that I can be honest with this and then do something that's magical. And it goes against everything that we've ever been taught is find yourself, find you in the person that you hold bitterness against, find you in there. It's usually what we're the most bitter about, isn't it? Yes. Projection, Fine. right? Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So what Fine. part of you that you've denied are you projecting onto this person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find yourself in there. And when you find yourself in there, goes back to that phrase that I said I love I hear in, in the unity churches they say I behold the Christ in you I behold myself in you oh my gosh don't I see myself there look at me I see myself there and that's the part that's the shame we don't want to see that part of ourselves. Yeah, it's so much it easier comes home to roost well we're right. gonna have to go out to roost because it's time to take another quick break Draven and I will be back shortly so don't leave us now this is Mission Evolution Radio Show on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xedbn.net. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simul TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simul TV. Simul TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Path Home Shamanic Art School has just launched a new online series of classes, Galactic Shamanism, Art of the Ancients, Key to Tomorrow. In these classes, composed and taught by Path Home founder and director Gwilda Wiecka, you'll learn practical shamanic skills to support your daily life, such as how to build a medicine wheel to access the power of the earth, perform a shamanic journey, create sacred space in which to live and work, empower your life with totem animals, elementals, and fairy folk, and learn the art of accurately reading signs and omens. These tried and true skills are the key to living a powerful, productive life. Visit us at findyourpathhome.com to see the ever-growing collection of classes and leading-edge information to support you during these times of uncertainty and transition. All can be found at findyourpathhome.com. 
They are here, and they've been here for thousands of years, making their presence known in the shadows. They might be seen by a lonely motorist on a deserted road late at night, or by a frightened and confused husband in the bedroom he is sharing with his wife. But who are they? What do they want? Why are they here? Perhaps most concerning, has the government been aware of their presence all along? The new book by Ellie Marzulli, UFO Disclosure, The 70-Year Cover-Up Exposed, delves into the world of UFOs. Can full disclosure be soon? Order now and receive a free hour and 37-minute DVD on the UFO phenomenon, UFOs Are Real. Get both the book and the DVD, a $40 value, for only $19.99. To order your book and DVD today, go to lamarzuli.net. That's L-A-M-A-R-Z-U-L-L-I.net. Welcome back. This is Mission Evolution Radio Show, bringing together p- gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. I always love to hear from my listeners. Email me at me at info at missionevolution.org and suggest a topic or a guess that's on your mind. I'm sure we'll all enjoy them. Our guest this hour is Dr. Draven James. Her website, drdravonjames.com. Um, Dr. Draven, just for those that are just joining us, would you please tell us about the doctor in Dr. Draven James? Yes, of course. I get that question a lot. So my doctorate degree is in pharmacy, actually, and I've been a practicing clinical consultant pharmacist for 28 plus years now. So that's where the doctor comes from. And, and again, how, how does that apply to being an inspirational speaker or the things that you teach? It, it applies in probably a deeper way than what I even knew when I first started out is that I got into this inspirational speaking sort of a roundabout way. I started off in science and healthcare and got to know people from the most vulnerable place in their life, really, is when their health is moving in the direction that they don't want it to go into. And you that have- really gave me the confidence to come out and talk about my beliefs. Do you have any um, education in counseling or psychology? I do not. I do not have a degree in either one of those things. Doesn't it make you a little nervous doing this? This is awfully close to counseling when you're working this deeply in people's lives without the um, checks and balances of of an education in it. What made me nervous really was honestly watching uh, patient after patient in conditions where they were, it's like when you see people, you're just taking a pill and you're not doing the inner work. And I, you know, I'm so grateful to live in this country where we have so much knowledge when it comes to medications and healthcare issues. But I knew that there was another layer in addition to that, that would just, if you just did this, if you just tweak that anger a little bit, if you, if you just Small stuff, real small things would give you quantum leap in the direction that you wanted to go. So that's what made me most nervous. And that's what had me start when I was when I did talks on pharmacy topics, had me start just a little bit at the end of my talks years ago, talking about this everyday peace concept and what we could do and how we could perceive things a little bit differently and how at the end of the night we could visualize our day, play it out differently, and we'd sleep better. And I'd go back the next month and I hear people would say, oh, you wouldn't believe what happened to me. So have you done any formal studies on your method? Formal studies as in like research? Yeah. No, I've never did a research lab. I guess I'm my, I'm my own lab rat and uh, my audiences that I talk that I talk to and I come back and they tell me different their own stories of things that they've tried. And here is the deal about um, that's most beautiful about what I do is that these are small little tweaks that you can do in everyday life. No one's going to say that, hey, I got a side effect from deciding to view an argument or a disagreement differently. I heard many side effects from just taking the medication and not doing the internal work. But no one's going to come back and say, you know what? I decided to listen and perceive and see myself in the other guy. And this horrible thing happened to me. How much, um, 
responsibility do you think you have for aiding a person's process? This is pretty deep work. I mean, it might seem simple and superficial, but there's a lot of deep processing involved in making that um, uh, reframing, that adjustment. How do you address that? Do you refer people out? It's, you're right. It's not simple at all. This is life affirming work. And it is more serious than probably anything that we do, anything that we do. And I, I tell people all the time, if you want to, you can read. It can, it can, can also study. be life shattering work because our lives are so built around our denials and our defense mechanisms that this can really shatter a person if they're fragile. I ask again, do you have a referral network? How do you deal with that? Well, I do. I, I work with um, a couple other ladies. One is a wellness coach and a, another one is a woman who does some tapping energies works of that nature. So I, I do work with other people in my network and are, and a therapist, so, so a licensed therapist. So I do have a referral. Like if, if something is beyond, and I don't work individually with, with clients, I mostly do speaking engagements of that nature, but I do, you're absolutely right. Have a group of people. If you meet someone and say, you know, I'm really struggling in this area and I would love to talk to someone. You're absolutely right. It's, it's wonderful and necessary to have a group of professionals to say, hey, let me put you in touch with this person here. And they, if that's not the right person, they can circulate your your needs throughout their MD, PhD community and get you where you need to be. It sure takes a tribe, doesn't it? it, it oh my gosh, to do everything. Everything. So, so there's a fine line between letting go of bitterness and simply denying it. How can one tell the difference? Letting go of bitterness and simply denying it. Balance. Balance. You, we don't ever want to get into suppression, Right. When we're denying something that's there, we always want to acknowledge. Yeah, because then we then, then that's what we're casting on somebody else, right? Right. And, and and I've been there. You know, you say, oh, just smile through it. Just get through it. And then you're just covering it up. And what's happening? It's sitting in, inside of you and it's festering and it's growing. Acknowledging that emotion. Honoring yourself in that place of truth. Giving yourself permission to feel what you're feeling. But the responsibility also, because permission with responsibility to say, hey, I'm feeling this and it's not getting any better. And then we go back to that tribe you're talking about. I need to get some help with this. Giving yourself permission to be there, to be vulnerable and say, I've acknowledged this emotion. I have acknowledged this bitterness and it's not going anywhere. So how much of your practice right now, how much of what you're doing involves this um, coaching, counseling, speaking um, versus being a pharmacist? Oh, I would say speaking engagements. And I don't do individual coaching, but I do speaking engagements. And majority of my work is as as a pharmacist. But we're we're getting up there. We're not at 50-50 yet. You know, (laughs) the majority of my day is 80% pharmacy. And so then that other, um, uh, what would that be, 20%? 20%. Doesn't putting doctor in front of your name, isn't that a little misleading when it's not uh, psychology or psychiatry, or but it's pharmacy? Isn't it a little misleading? I am a doctor at the end of the day. At the end of the day. Uh, so we talked earlier about wholeness, right? So if I come to you and I don't tell you that I'm a mom, I'm still a mom. Right. Um, so, but you're all, not speaking about being a mom. You're speaking about being a doctor. You're speaking well, about well, I'm, helping I'm, people heal. I'm speaking about wholeness and completeness. Isn't that health? And, right. And spirituality and energy. So, is Draven James your name or a pen name? Drayvon James is my middle name. Drayvon is my first name is Chanel. So, my middle name is Drayvon and is an name actually is so interesting. I started using my middle name, Drayvon James. <laughs> a co-worker gave me that, that name and my husband kind of put it together to use that name when you're going out acting. So years and years ago, I started an acting career and I just used Drayvon James and it just stuck. So I was maybe... Well, you know, we know, we talk, we talk about honesty and integrity and representing ourselves. Isn't it a little misleading to use a name that isn't your own? Well, Drayvon is my name. Well, I mean the given name. My name is Chanel Drayvon. That is my name. <laughs> so, and my 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 married last name is Jemison. We shortened it to James. But if you you know, and I don't think it's misleading at all to create a name. A name 
It's just, those are just words. So would a person feel better if they said, Chanel Drayvon? And this is that freedom is your birthright. And we can get in this space. We can get in this space, right? So what, what you're saying and what you share with people are just words then as well. Well, these are, these are choices. So a name, if a person says to me, oh, would you, would, are you offended if I call you Chanel? Absolutely not. Do I have a right to call myself Drayvon? I do. But if someone wants to say, oh, your first name is Chanel, can I call you that? Absolutely. You absolutely can. If you Facebook me, you'll see both names there. In my writing, I even discuss, you know, how I decided to use my name as Drayvon James. So, but it was for acting? Is that what you said, for acting? Yeah, yeah I've been, uh, I am an actress. I've been on HBO. Uh, I've done a lot of work in plays. I'm in a play right now. So I actually picked up that name as, you know, fun name in my 20s. I thought, oh, my goodness, I'd like to have a stage name. And I came up with the name Drayvon James, and I've been using it for my daughter's 18, over 18 years now. Well, it's amazing the difference between authenticity and acting, isn't it? It is. It is. But, you know, acting, acting is probably the freest part of life, the freest part of life. That's when you're most true. When you're How? Most when you're true. taking on somebody else's persona to do so. When you are most true, because acting requires for you to go inside of yourself and pull out the parts of you that you wouldn't show to the world. We mostly act. We mostly act. But acting is in truth. This is me. This is who I am in my most vulnerable state. And you put that out there. So, and when you're in acting classes, the people who struggle the most who come are the people who come into class and believe they need to pretend. When this is where you're going to be your most authentic, true, vulnerable self. So I have one quick question in closing. Have you been acting for the last hour or have you been genuine? I have been my most authentic self with you today. Thank you so much for coming on the show. As always, time flies, and now we're out of it. Our guest this hour has been inspirational speaker and author of Freedom is Your Birthright, Drayvon James. Her website, drdravonjames.com. Remember to join our email family to stay abreast of all the exciting new things we have coming up at missionevolution.org. This has been Mission Evolution Radio Show with Wilda Wiecka on the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.xzbn.net. Join us next time as the mission continues to search out and bring information, resources, and support to an evolving world. If you are looking for a safe, zero-calorie, natural option to the harmful artificial sweeteners on the market today, Just Like Sugar is what you're looking for. Just Like Sugar is a wonderful natural alternative for those health-conscious people who choose a calorie-restricted diet with a great, pure, sweet flavor that tastes just like sugar. Just Like Sugar is a great natural option for people suffering from diabetes and may be useful in restricted diet programs where standard sugars are not allowed and does not cause a laxative effect of some other sweeteners. Just Like Sugar comprises a perfect blend of chicory root fiber, natural calcium, natural vitamin C, and Just Like Sugar sweetness comes from the natural flavors from the peel of the orange. Just Like Sugar is a natural alternative to harmful artificial sweeteners and will change the way that you believe all natural sweetener products taste. Just Like Sugar is available at your local Whole Foods markets, Wild Oats markets, Henry's, Sun Harvest, and many other fine natural food stores in the U.S., Canada, and worldwide. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on Simo TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is Simo TV. Simo TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, Sci-Fi, and Horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. 
You can have SimulTV today. Sign up at SimulTV.com. Do it today. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365.